This is Jeff Cross, and welcome to the March 21st, 2023 edition of Views on the News from the Couch, a baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. I took another break, not sure why. Before I get to the quick hitters, I would like to applaud President Macron of France. We talk about democracies, but we don't technically have that. In a democracy, I believe we would each vote on everything. We and France are republics. We elect leaders to make the decisions. They come in with what is called political capital, and often there are questions on when and how to spend it. Sometimes it just withers. An example of spending it is at the beginning of George Bush's second term, he tried to reform Social Security. Popular wisdom was don't touch Social Security because any politician who does will be harmed. Bush was, and he failed. Popular political wisdom was also that Social Security was a mess and something needed to be done. Just don't you be the one who does it because you will be harmed. I bring this up because well into Macron's presidency, he took on the French retirement system. He increased the retirement age from 62 to 64 to help balance out the number of workers and the number of retirees. He took a huge personal hit and almost suffered a no-confidence vote, but he did the right thing. He spent his political capital for the good of the country. He tried to make France a better country. He led. Now the masses are pissed. Days of protests, some riots. This is why we don't have direct democracy. A majority might vote for free money for all, lots of candy, retirement age at 50, etc. Sometimes you need an adult in the room. Wish we had one, and I say that in a bipartisan way. Quick hitters. More talk on reparations, not just in San Francisco, but in the state of California. I don't think it will happen, but offer this thought. California entered the Union as a free state. So we could have a state that did not condone slavery, force people who did not own slaves to pay, pay folks who were not slaves. Note, prior to entering the U.S., some did travel to California with slaves. And the Spanish who settled California enslaved some of the local Indians. And the Chinese immigrants were treated like crap. Squatting seems to be on the rise. I don't mean to strengthen your quads. People just moving into an empty house, changing the locks, and living there. The owners have to go to court to kick them out. A video was released showing a Russian jet coming up behind the U.S. drone and clipping the propeller, which is in the back of the drone. This was after the Russians said they had nothing to do with the drone crash. The Russians are trying to recover drone parts, but the Black Sea may be over 4,000 feet deep where the drone crashed. In the Cold War, a Russian sub sank. The U.S. built a ship that pretended to be designed for deep sea exploration, but was actually a CIA-paid-for ship designed to recover the Russian sub. I mention that for context. I love context. Poland says they broke up a Russian espionage ring that was prepared to blow up things. Poland is sending jets to the Ukrainians. And a Polish ambassador to France said that Poland may join the fight against Russia if Ukraine fails. He meant bullets. Was this a guy running off at the mouth or a way to send a message to Putin? I think the latter. 
Trump is alleged to be planning a book of letters from others to him. The creepiest part is that discussions of this book have led to discussions that Trump tried to date Princess Diana. He pursued her aggressively. No wonder she did not wear her seatbelt. Seems like we are up to three banks failing. Good news is that the banks have become more woke. Australia will spend $244 billion to buy three to five U.S. nuclear subs and later build their own subs designed by the U.K., but modeled after the U.S. Virginia-class nuclear subs. Australia currently has diesel subs. Nuclear propulsion will allow the subs to stay on station and underwater longer. The Netherlands was trying to impose strict environmental regulations on farmers. The farmers said bullshit, protested, and started their own political party, which did well in the recent election. Gwyneth Paltrow in her podcast says that she sticks medical-grade ozone up her butt to improve her health. I got nothing on this. Moving on. Will Trump be indicted or won't he? That is a raging question. For what, you may ask? Well, Manhattan DA Bragg is trying to charge Trump with a crime related to his lawyer, Michael Cohn, paying Stormy Daniels to keep her mouth shut about what she claims was a one-night stand. Something that allegedly happened in 2007 and the silence money was paid in 2015. Lawyers Turley and McCarthy seem to be in agreement that it is tough to find a crime in this sleazy alleged affair. The DA seems to be starting with a misdemeanor charge for incorrectly labeling the expenditure, two-year statute of limitations, and turning it into a felony by saying Trump violated federal law related to campaign, campaign finance. That would have a longer statute of limitations. But the Fed looked at this and declined to prosecute. And states don't prosecute federal crimes. To me, this is a class in how we do not want government to run amok. Stalin had a KGB chief who said, show me the man and I will find the crime. We don't want to be like that. I do wonder, though, if the DA will end up not indicting Trump. The key witness is Michael Cohen, who was in jail for many things that I think included perjury. Recently, a lawyer named Costello testified before the grand jury that he had been Cohen's lawyer. Costello allegedly torched Cohen in his testimony. Cohen then went on TV and said he did not know him and Costello had not been his lawyer. Costello says he can prove he was and has a waiver from Cohen allowing him to speak freely. My sense is either Costello is in big trouble for lying to the grand jury or is telling the truth and no half-assed prosecutor could rely on Michael Cohen to make his case. I'm leaning towards the latter. I read a title, title only, in Foreign Affairs, The Case for a Security Guarantee for Ukraine. The subtitle was How to Protect the Country Without NATO Membership. My first thought was, why does Ukraine need another security guarantee? As the Soviet Union broke up in return for relinquishing nuclear weapons to Russia, the UK, US, and Russia guaranteed Ukraine's sovereignty and promised to help protect it. How did that work out? Chinese President Xi met with Putin in a continuing attempt to get the Ukrainian war settled. He is emphasizing dialogue and criticizing any return to Cold War uh, way of interacting. That raises a thought for us old guys. The Cold War ended over 30 years ago. You would have to be in your mid-30s to have any first-hand memory of it. 
I decided to check out the 12-point Chinese peace proposal. It has been around since the end of February, but I had to look at a number of articles to find the actual 12 points. Many talked about the 12 points, but did not list them. Bloomberg helped out, and I linked to that article. 1. Respecting the sovereignty of all countries. Sounds good. Hard to argue with. China is probably thinking Taiwan, which they say is part of China, but let's not get picky. Abandoning the Cold War mentality. That was two. Three, ceasing hostilities. Well, who could argue against that? Except maybe the Ukrainians, who don't like the idea of Russia being rewarded with Ukrainian land. Further, Russia might just regroup and resupply and start again. Four, resume peace talks. Okay, per the Bloomberg article, Russia says they can do the talks, but won't talk about giving back Ukrainian land or paying reparations. Five, resolving the humanitarian crisis. Sure. Six, protecting civilians and prisoners of war. Okay, kind of a stab at Putin in my mind, but he probably does not see it that way. Keeping nuclear power plants safe. Yes. Reducing strategic risks. Yes. The article suggests this is a message from Xi to Putin to not mess with nuclear weapons. Nine, facilitating grain exports. Yes. Ten, stopping unilateral actions. This is a slap at the U.S. for our use of sanctions against other countries. In a general sense, I think we, particularly Trump, got a little slap happy on sanctions. Specifics to Russia? Nah, screw them. 11. Keeping industrial and supply chains stable. Makes sense, though the article says this is more of a slap at the U.S. over our efforts to keep China from having advanced chip technology and other issues. 12. Promoting post-conflict resolution. My take on the 12 points. Pretty reasonable. No knock on the 12 points, but nothing in the plan is likely to get Ukraine and Russia to settle. Because a plan may not exist to make that happen. The two countries have to want it to happen. This is more of a strategy to increase the prominence of China in world affairs. As the second biggest economy and most populous country, I can see why they would want that, and they're playing their hand well. The optimist in me would like a U.S. president, not Biden or Trump, to sit in a room with Z and deal. The goal would be to become friendly economic rivals and not adversaries screwing up the world. Talk. Just the players. Things like... We will dial down our public support for Taiwan a bit, and you will leave Taiwan alone. Yes, China needs to be able to ship their goods out through the South China Sea, but enough with the building of fortresses on sandbars. The U.S. has to dial back the sanctions. China has to dial back the espionage. But hey, we're doing it also. I thought this list was going to be a lot more impressive. It kind of sucks. Note I ducked any thoughts on resolving the Ukrainian war. It ends when they both want it to end. As long as China and India are buying Russian natural resources, then Russia will have cash. Russia seems to be able to withstand the devastating loss of human life, but part of that is because most of the conscripts are coming from the rural villages and not places like Moscow. As that changes, maybe there will be a groundswell. But would a groundswell change government policy or just drown the ordinary people? Thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. 
If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know.